Hey there, folks. I can't tell you how excited I am to be rocking and rolling, not only on a topic that I love and I'm sure you love too, which is mobile phone photography, but also I get to talk about this stuff with my good buddy, Mr. Julio Shorio, who's in the room here. Hey, Julio, man, what's going on? How's it going, man? It's going good. It is going good. We got a lot to talk about. So first of all, this is a brand new podcast on the TWIP network called Pocket Shooters, Mastering Mobile Photography. But it's also, uh, it's timely for a couple of reasons. Last week, DxO launched a new camera, or not a new camera, but an update, a software update to their camera, along with a bunch of accessories. Um, so that was movement. But the big news was just a couple days ago, Apple announced the next version of the iPhone, which is, you know, one of the more one of the most popular one of the most popular mobile phones on the planet so they moved it up to iPhone 7 and 7s so we're going to be talking about that in later episodes so lots of stuff happening in the mobile phone universe or the mobile photography universe in this episode though i wanted to talk about just what this show was for and why we decided to build this show so you you uh, like you i think you're in a lot of ways responsible for me <laughs> So not that you're my dad, but you you are responsible for part of my evolution into the mirrorless world. And you're always on the cutting edge of doing more with less. Right. So talk about your background a little bit in terms of your ethos regarding less is more. I had a pretty popular blog called Small Camera Big Picture, and it was all about. I started that blog when I got into small cameras to kind of get the word out. I think that's probably where we first uh, started chatting. And it was a great blog, but all I did was talk about gear, 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 gear. And I was like so obsessed with gear, I wasn't creating. So then I said, oh, hold on. I just I stopped the blog, which was um, it cost me money, and, and, and but gained me back a part of my life to that was important to me, which was a photographer. So then I, I came up with this concept called Carry Let's Create More, which is a manifesto that you know, we should be focusing more on creating than consuming. And what is the path of least resistance to get to that point so that we're, 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 we can still be self-expressed if we're professionals and we can monetize that content? What, how can I do that the quickest without, and, and still enjoy the gear, but just without obsessing over it? And that's where the uh, Carry Less, Create More came from. Yeah, no, and that's great. I mean, it, we're all guilty of it as photographers, traditional photographers. And when I use the term traditional, I mean with your normal camera lens combination and all that. But we're we're all guilty of gear lust and lens lust and tripod lust and all that stuff that in some ways in some ways is justified because if you you're you know, if you're the guy that's like, "Man, I wish I could get that particular shot." And if I had that lens, I could do that shot. So you save up and you get that lens. So that's one thing. But to be seduced by the siren call of the marketers to convince you to upgrade to the next version of X just because it has this one new dial, dial on it and all your friends have it, that's something completely different, right? It takes you away from the art. Is that is that how you feel? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I am... I'm a sucker for good advertising. You know, I, 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 I like it for a variety of reasons. Sometimes it just looks cool. Sometimes the message is there. And then when it triggers that, that emotional reaction in my brain, I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And that's kind of like where, where wants become needs, you know? Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. it's a slippery slope, man. And, and there's a lot of cool tech out there. And it's, I love talking about it. But, man, when I found myself creatively stuck 
I was like, all right, what am I doing? Well, I'm talking about gear a little too much. So yeah, yeah. Well, and so this, which is, I think, part of. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's a lot of the reasons why you decided to join me on pocket shooters, right? Because right. we're going to be talking about doing stuff with this guy, your iPhone or your mobile phone, Android or whatever that you already have in your pocket. And these things have come to a level now where, I mean, this little this little sliver of technology can shoot, as of today, raw photos. I can shoot and edit 4K video. I can stream live to Facebook or Periscope or whatever. I, I have a television studio and a full graphic design studio, all that stuff right in the palm of my hand, right? So... Talk about that a little bit from your perspective. Is it, or in, in a, another way to frame it is, is this thing there yet in terms of being a tool that professionals can use to actually do real work with? Well, yes. I mean, when I was interviewing Matt Fisher today, he was a creative director at a major agency. They mm -hmm. use the iPhone in a lot of content creation, content curation. I mean, they, they use it for a lot of stuff. It's not replacing a dedicated camera because those have its place. But when you need something, you need, you need the iPhone for certain things, it's fantastic. Like if for, um, for, for people that, that maybe have the eye, like my wife has got a great eye, but she doesn't want to mess with a dedicated camera. It's just it's not her thing. Mm -hmm. So she has an iPhone and she does really good stuff with it. Um, the other interview I had was with Jeff Noon, who is a commercial photographer from LA, out, out of LA that shoots for like Men's Health Magazine and Nike. And he shoots with a lot of big cameras. He likes his mirrorless, but he also does a good amount of work with his iPhone. In fact, he mm -hmm. licensed, we talked about in an interview, that he licensed a good amount of images shot with his iPhone. And he didn't go sit, he didn't sit out to license those images. Corporations came to him and they said, we want that image. And where did they find it? Instagram. And where do you, how do you see Instagram? On your phone. So when you got a camera that's designed, that has its own screen iPhone, and it's designed to create good images for that screen we're definitely there where it's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think you hit, you hit something right on the head and we had, we've had conversations like this at, at different conferences, uh, but around the, the, the whole shift, and I don't know if it's a shift, but it's a, it's, it's the addition of screens as being the, as being a viable end destination for your photography versus in the past it was print you know you'd shoot for print you'd shoot for magazines you shoot for newspapers shoot for billboards or whatever now you can shoot specifically for an ad campaign that's going to be displayed on something like instagram instagram may be the final destination for an entire six seven figure ad campaign these days right 100 percent, and and that's the case quite often because you can you, the difference between like Instagram and say magazine is you can actually track who's watching it you can you can capture email addresses for people to sign up I mean you could really see where your money is going when you're purchasing ads versus a magazine you, you just hope that the circulation is what they say it is you hope that people are going to see it there's it, there's it's basically like um, something that's interactive and something that's not interactive yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's play. I'm going to play devil's advocate for a second here. So the other piece of this is, is perception. So a lot of people will say, and this is just legacy because phones sucked or cameras in phones particularly sucked up until not that long ago, right? Maybe a couple, three years ago, they weren't, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So, but as a result, because of that legacy of suckage, you know, now, now, 
you know, now when people look at phone or photography that comes from comes from phones, it's automatically if or if you look at someone shooting a phone the, in the back of your mind, at least me, or it used to be used to be like, oh, clearly that's not going to be a great photograph because you're doing it with substandard hardware. Apple to their credit, have been doing things to combat that perception with their shot on iPhone billboard campaign and those sorts of things. So the devil's advocate part of this question comes in, if you're doing serious, quote, serious photography with your, with your mobile phone, your iPhone or your Android device, can how do you combat the perception that you're not doing serious photography because you don't have a proper, uh, proper camera? Excuse me, a proper well, camera. Well, you don't really... You don't really com- combat it. I mean, like if you just make really good content, if the content is really good, no one cares about the camera. I mean, yeah. the content's just got to be good. And when, and that's one thing I talked about, Matt. I uh, talked with Matt about. I, w- I was like, did as a creative director, if someone comes to you with an iPhone portfolio, wh- how are you going to view that? He's like, well, if the content's good, then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, was it something that you wanted hire? Would you hire them to do a billboard? He's like, if the content suits the billboard, then 100%. Because at that point, really, how agencies look at that work is, okay, well, here's a photographer that maybe, for whatever reason, uses an iPhone. And we want yeah. this person to shoot a billboard, but they have a clear vision, and they're creating with intention, and they're their Instagram feed is beautifully curated so that that vision is communicated shot after shot. So on an ad campaign that maybe they need a billboard where, say, the iPhone, for whatever reason, they don't want to use it, they would just rent a camera, hire a tech. The technician, the techie, is a person that would do the tech work, and the, the creator that had the iPhone, iPhone portfolio would be more or less directing the shoot. And that's really yeah. – so at the end of the day, it's all about your vision. What are you creating? You know, we all have these fears and stuff, but – about certain gear, but I think those fears are really generational. Like younger people that are using the iPhone for a ton of work, good work, that doesn't matter to them. Those are people it that are not afraid to, to shoot vertical video. Don't be afraid to do it. Those are people that are taking photos with iPads. You know, they don't care. There's no fear. It's the older people that, and you know, some younger people too, that just get stuck that photography has to be a certain way. Those people yeah. don't realize, and everyone should realize this now, that there are no more rules in photography that the game is changing by the day. Yeah, yeah, that whole, you hit on a couple topics there. One of them is that whole vertical video controversy. And, you know, it, and it might be a generational gap thing where, you know, old fogies are like, oh, all video must be horizontal and 16 by 9 or 4.3. And younger people are like, why? You know, my video's not going up on a television it's going someplace where it doesn't matter if it's 16 by 9 in fact uh shooting vertical video if my audience is looking at it holding their phone like this makes a whole lot of sense shooting vertical for if this is your in if this is your destination for the final video holding it vertically or shooting it vertically makes a whole lot of sense but then with julio shift gears in the case of again on that whole devil's advocate thing there in the case of the say you're you're doing professional quote work you're doing like you're in a studio and you're like you know what I'm going to push the envelope I'm going to shoot this with this whole this whole shoot today I'm shooting it with the phone and because it's it's good enough and I it, and it's more than good enough and I want to see if I can do it one of the pushbacks that you'll hit is the client right so the client or the art director or whomever there is on set with you and this is 
pro stuff, right? Granted, most of our audience for pocket shooters is not going to be pro, but this is the, the, the upper limit or the far right of this. So if you're like, you know, the, there's, a, there's an art director on set that's saying, um, yeah, our last photographer was shooting with a Hasselblad and hey, I have an iPhone. I should be getting this budget. I could do this myself. Why are we paying you all this money, Julio Shorio, to shoot this and you're just going to do it with an iPhone? And yeah, you could retort with, well, it's my vision. You don't have my skill and all that. But at the same time, they're like, you're shooting it with an iPhone. You know, you should be shooting it with a proper camera. That's why we're paying you all this money. How would you combat that? Well, first of all, I'd be like, oh, I didn't realize I was actually working for a low-end client <laughs> straight up because you know, I thought you were someone who had sense. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were someone who understood what the heck's going on here. Um, the reality is that the, the low-end clients are cheap and cheap is expensive and they just don't know. Anytime, like when I first started in, in the commercial business, photography career is like a pyramid. At the bottom, everyone with a camera can, can just jump in from Friday to Saturday, be a professional. And that's great that it's that accessible. But as you want to grow in your career, people start to drop out because they can't make enough money or, or life events or a variety of reasons. They just start to drop out. And the older you get in your career, the less competition you have if you stay current, right? Mm -hmm. So, and as you grow, you always want to market up to the next client. And the client's at the bottom of the barrel, the small clients that are like, I have $500, can you shoot a, an ad campaign? They don't know what it takes because they're inexperienced. And those are the people that may judge you based on the gear versus based on the vision. On the high end, it doesn't matter. They, they trust that you know what you're doing. And if the iPhone is what they need, then, then, that, then you're, that's cool. It has nothing to do about the gear. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. All right, so this is going to be a great series, man. This this so this excited, season man. of yeah, this season of pocket shooters is going to be ridiculous. I think it's time for this to a show like this to be out there, especially on the Twip Network, considering all the other stuff that we talk about. Um, and uh, and I'm like I said at the beginning, I'm particularly excited to be doing the show with you, my friend, Mr. Julio Shorio. Yeah, so let's end this. So, folks, please subscribe to the show. Um, the, the videos will also be on YouTube and the YouTube channel. And also, we're going to be hopefully getting crowdfunding support for this show. We haven't even set this up yet. This is that's how new this show is. But uh, we're going to be setting up a Patreon account. So if you go to Patreon dot com slash pocket shooters i believe that's the url but we'll flash the url on the screen here where you can go to help us and julio and i so that we can continue to put these episodes out over time that would be much appreciated so please donate to the show to help us going and also you know as we move forward we'll have sponsors on the show as well which you may have heard at the top of this one uh, please support them as well we will not be taking any sponsors on pocket shooters that we both We'll mutually, we mutually have to agree on taking on this particular sponsor. So if you hear a pocket shooter sponsorship or an ad on the show, that's because both Ju Julio and I have given them, uh, given them thumbs up. Okay. Anything you want to add to that, Ju G, before we end this inaugural episode of Pocket Shooters? No, man, that, that sounds great. I'm excited. I know this, this podcast is going to ruffle some feathers and, uh, I got to say, that kind of makes me a little nervous, but it's it's, it's a mix with a nervous excitement. It's kind of like when I first went to Micro Four Thirds, I was like, oh, my God, what am I doing? And then I was like, oh, this is great. It's the same thing. I mean, the thing is, we've had it with us all along. Now we're just simply talking about it. 
Yep. All right. Cool, man. All right. Thanks, listeners, for tuning in and subscribing to this first episode of Pocket Shooters. We'll see you in the next one.